Welcome to Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, where we talk about issues facing our Big Island community. Island Conversations, Sunday mornings on KWXX at 6.30 and on B97B93 at 7 a.m. Or listen anytime at kwxx.com. Island Conversations, brought to you by KTA Superstores, where you're someone special every day since 1916. Now, here's your host and producer, Sherry Bracken. Aloha, everybody. Welcome to a bonus podcast of Island Conversations. I'm about to share what I think is a really exciting conversation because it's with Mike Lamb, who's a captain with Hawaii County Fire Department, and it's about a way that the fire department has implemented a new service that will help you and me, everybody on this island, to save the life of others on our island when they need it. The conversation with Mike Lamb is first, and then at the end, I did a little bit of additional research about this app that we're going to talk about called Pulse Point, and I can give you even more information about how it's been effective and where it's used. So let's get to Captain Mike Lamb. Mike is a fire medical specialist with Hawaii County Fire Department. He's a captain in the EMS Bureau, and he's actually stationed on the Kona side of the island, and he's going to talk with us today about a really pretty impressive new service that the fire department has implemented, or I'll say an application, it's called Pulse Point. But before we do that, aloha, Michael. Aloha, Sherry. So tell us about the particular part of the fire department that you're involved with. You're not in one of the stations anymore. You have sort of, I'll say, an administrative job. It's more of a supervisory position. I've been with the fire department for uh, this year makes 17 years. The majority of it I've been working on the ambulance, mainly at the Kona stations. Just this last year, I got promoted into the EMS Bureau, which is part of the support division. So in our fire department, we split it up basically into two different divisions. There's the operations division, which are the boots on the ground guys that the public sees that work out at the stations working 24-hour shifts. And then you have the support division. EMS is among one of them. Training Bureau, the Volunteer Training Bureau, the Dispatch Center, the Warehouse Center, which deal with supplying our stations. We are part of the Support Bureau where we support operations. And when you say EMS, that's Emergency Medical Services? That's correct. So we are in charge of the 911 ambulance services for this island. Okay, and how many people are actually in your specific part of the operation? In the EMS office, there are four of us. It's headed by our battalion chief, EMS battalion chief, Chris Honda, and there are three captains in our office. Captain Vern Hara is our senior captain. He's based out of East Hawaii. His role is he supports operations for all the east side stations or the first battalion stations. Myself, I supervise the West Hawaii stations. We have our third captain. Her name is Stacy Domingo, and she's in charge of the education of our men and women in our department, keeping up with any new trends, any medical innovations, and keeping up with our certifications. And that's really, really important. One of the things that I would like to say at the start, I am very biased in a very pro way towards Hawaii County Fire Department because I hear nothing but good things about the service that you provide on our island, including and particularly including medical assistance. You know, we just always hear about people who need help, who need medical assistance, whether it's because they're at home having a heart attack or they're driving and something happens. And frankly, the fire department and your emergency medical folks They're always there, and they do a great job. So, Mike Lamb, you're here to talk to us today about something called 
PulsePoint. What is PulsePoint? PulsePoint Respond is a mobile application which has been active on our island since October. It's a mobile application that anyone can download for free that alerts CPR trained citizens to someone nearby having a sudden cardiac arrest. The app is activated by our dispatch center simultaneous with the dispatch of local fire and EMS resources. The purpose of this app is to increase the survival rates of cardiac arrest victims. We all know that on our island, our resources are stretched pretty thin. And scientific studies have shown that when calling 911 for a cardiac arrest, bystander CPR or CPR prior to ambulance arrival is key for survival of the patient. Really? Yes, I mean, it really does work for a civilian like me to give CPR in advance of you guys arriving? Absolutely. When the heart stops, blood is not pumping to the vital organs. And if there is more than a two to five minute interruption of blood flow to the vital organs, then there's organ death. Our ambulances, even with the quick response that we do, arriving at someone's home in two to five minutes is not realistic, especially in some of the rural areas of our island. Therefore, bystander CPR is essential in one's survival. This is really pretty interesting and exciting because I would say that in general, the public perception would be that, oh, I shouldn't step in, I should wait for Hawaii County Fire Department to arrive. But what you're saying is you're now encouraging civilians who know CPR to step up to the plate, see if somebody needs CPR, doing the usual tests that you are trained, that one is trained to do when you get CPR training, and then start CPR while waiting for the trained emergency medical technicians to arrive. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. In fact, when 911 is called for a cardiac arrest, the incident starts from the dispatch center, even before the ambulances or the fire unit, before their response. The dispatch center will have the caller do a quick assessment. And if there is even a hint that there is a cardiac arrest incident happening, the dispatchers will instruct the callers to start CPR. I do remember that when you call dispatch, they're all trained in how to do CPR. They're all trained in how to ask somebody the questions so they can intelligently answer, right? That's correct. The dispatch center has a very top-notch computer program, which basically goes on a flow chart doing assessments on the patient. Every personnel in their department has basic CPR training. And your dispatch folks. So let's say that I do call. Let's say right now, Mike Lamb, you fall down on the floor. I'm going to call 911, and they're going to do what exactly to help me know what to do? When a call is placed into the dispatch center, police dispatch will answer first, and they will ask if you need fire if police is needed or if an ambulance or medical service is needed. If you tell them that you need an ambulance or it's a medical issue, they will route you over to fire dispatchers. The fire dispatchers will get an idea of what is happening on scene, if possible, age of the person, the gender, and what type of issues the person is having. If it is a fall or any type of medical condition, you know, they first and foremost ask, is the person breathing? Does the person have a pulse? If the caller says no to either, then generally the dispatchers will instruct the caller to start CPR. Now, I happen to have been trained in CPR, and I've had some refreshers, but when you look at this PulsePoint app, if I download it and I have it in my phone, and I do have it on my phone, it will go off. And let's say that it says there's an accident or a need that I believe is within just right close to me. 
do I need to do anything or I just go over and essentially assess the situation and see if knowing that I'm supposed to check for breathing and check for consciousness and all that, do I go over and just as I would normally start CPR? With a pulse point application, when there is a cardiac arrest incident, the dispatch center will click on a button that says cardiac arrest. Now, with the pulse point app, we have it set up where if you are within a quarter mile of the cardiac arrest, you will receive a text asking if you are available to assist. And basically, you click yes or no. And if you click yes, it'll guide you to the specific location of where the person is. It will also give you the location of the closest AED if possible, as studies have shown that AEDs save lives as well. And the AEDs are the automatic external defibrillators? That is correct. So basically an electric system which shocks you if needed. Well, and I've also had training on how to use an AED through Cuyahoga Canoe Club. The thing is, you don't really need training for an AED because the ones that I've seen, when you open them up, they have a voice and it says, do this and then do this and then do that. I mean, it's pretty fail-safe as far as I as a civilian can see. What do you think? I agree. In the past, the AEDs were a little clunkier and more a little more complicated. However, being that using an AED is essential in the chain of survival for cardiac arrest, they've basically made it foolproof. You basically take it out of the box, turn on the button, and just follow the voice prompts. And if there's not an AED close by, I mean, one should definitely start CPR. Yes. The American Heart Association has pushed a really great program called hands-only CPR. All you do is chest compressions. And that makes it a little bit easier, frankly. That does, because a lot of people, they're less weary of doing compressions and giving mouth-to-mouth. And a brief interruption to let you know that this is Island Conversations, at least a bonus podcast for Island Conversations. I'm Sherry Bracken, and thank you so much for listening. Today, we're talking with Fire Captain Mike Lamb about an amazing new app that you download to your phone, which can help save lives, called Pulse Point. After the conversation with Mike Lamb, I'll share some additional information I've learned since the conversation with Captain Lamb about where this is being used and how very successful it is. And let me tell you, Pulse Point is successful in saving lives. Before we go back to the conversation, a word from KTA Superstores. It's their generosity that helps Island Conversations air on the radio every Sunday on the Big Island of Hawaii and supports these podcasts. At KTA, local and fresh means you get the very best Hawaii Island has to offer. The grass-fed meats you find at KTA are raised without added hormones or antibiotics. Our seafood department is stocked with sustainable choices caught in local waters by local fishermen. KTA carries the largest selection of Hawaii Island homegrown produce. Our mountain apple brand is all local, so you know it's fresh and delicious. Local and fresh always tastes best at KTA. Do you have any sense as to whether people have actually been using this Pulse Point application yet and whether it's been effective here on the big island of Hawaii? Yes, we don't have the exact numbers as we are getting new users almost on a daily basis. We have a great partnership with Hilo Medical Center Foundation, who is the benefactor, and they've basically supported this application to no cost to the county. Really? That is correct. Well, that's fabulous. Well, you know, the Hilo Medical Center Foundation has been doing a lot of outreach, and they've also been providing AEDs in certain locations, maybe for nonprofit organizations. But I know that they have worked all around the island to try to get more 
automatic external defibrillators out there. That is correct. Their foundation has been integral in the success of this program. Their foundation has been working with us constantly to try to improve on cardiac arrest saves. How do people sign up for the PulsePoint application? You turn on your mobile phone, you go into the App Store, and look up PulsePoint Respond. It's a free application. There is no charge to download it. And once you get it set up, all you do is uh, put in the location. As PulsePoint is available nationwide, not every agency subscribes to it. In our state, the city and county of Honolulu and Hawaii County are the only two counties in the state that utilize it. Once you put in your location, you'll be able to see all the medical calls and all the fire department calls that go through our dispatch center. It's kind of interesting. Actually, I have the app. It's interesting seeing where things are going on, whether or not I'm close to it. So how do people learn CPR if they do not now know it? Excellent question. So there are private organizations that do teach CPR for a fee. There are public nonprofit organizations who have requested CPR training from the fire department. As I mentioned, Stacy Domingo is in charge of her EMS education for the island. She has gone to various schools to teach CPR to the high school kids. So far, she's been to Keao High School, she's been to Waikea High School, and she's gone to Konawaina High School teaching the students, and therefore the students teach the faculty and then others in the community. We have had other nonprofit organizations, such as the Boy Scouts, who have asked for CPR training. And uh, just for some statistics, we've started this hands-only CPR, or the CPR program at the schools uh, for about seven or eight years now. And uh, we have approximately fifteen to 20,000 people already trained in CPR, just from the high school program. Well, that's great. Now, regarding CPR training, there are different levels of CPR training. We follow American Heart Association's certifications, and there are three main certifications. There is the BLS provider certification, which all healthcare providers need to carry. The majority of the fire department personnel need that as the minimum standard. There is a Heart Saver CPR AED course, which is a certified course that maybe not for the healthcare providers, but for individuals who deal with the public on a daily basis, such as lifeguards, such as scoutmasters, chaperones in charge of events. And then you have your hands-only CPR, which is a non-certified course. You can actually look up on YouTube, you can watch some videos, and they tell you, they give you directions on how to do hands-only CPR. That is not a certified course. However, as mentioned earlier, pre-ambulance arrival compressions is vital in saving the person's life. I was going to ask you about the YouTube ones because it seems like they really do tell you what to do, you know, finding out where you should put your hands. They explain that. And then tell us how the song Staying Alive by the Bee Gees would play into this if I had to give CPR. Well, I'm glad, Sherry, you're not asking me to sing it. Please do sing it. (laughs) Staying alive, staying alive, uh, 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 staying alive, right? That's the, that's the song, and, and I would be so off-key, I would, <laughs> you would lose many viewers, you know, should I start singing. Well, Staying Alive by the Bee Gees, the ideal rate of compressions for adequate CPR is 100 to 120 beats per minute. Staying Alive by the Bee Gees falls right into that 100 to 120 beats per minute. So it's an easy song to remember, and it's a great song to utilize when doing compressions. 
once that was figured out, I thought that sure makes things a lot easier. One time I actually did give CPR to a tennis partner who collapsed. And, you know, having that song in one's head makes it a lot easier to do it because you're surrounded by the blood rushing in your own head because it's a very stressful situation when that kind of thing occurs. So people should keep that in mind to listen to the music, staying alive a couple times to get it firmly in your head, and then you can sing it while you're doing it, even though it seems a little bizarre to sing a pop song while you're giving (laughs) CPR to someone who's in distress. Mike Lamb, Hawaii County Fire Department, Fire Medical Specialist 3, i.e. Captain Mike Lamb. What else should we know about Pulse Point before we say aloha? Anything that we haven't talked about that's important to know? Well, again, I would like to thank Hilo Medical Center Foundation for generously sponsoring this Pulse Point deployment and bringing this life-saving mobile app to the citizens at no cost to the Hawaii County. I'm hoping that your listeners will download the application and therefore make our community a lot better. If anyone is interested in learning CPR or finding out how they can be CPR trained, they're more than welcome to contact me. They can call me on my number at 808-937-7964. 937-7964. Mike Lamb, thank you so much for sharing this with us. I do hope that our listeners take advantage of this service, which actually might one day help save their own life. Aloha. Aloha. Thank you, Sherry. And I have more information to share. After I spoke with Captain Mike Lamb, which was a couple of weeks ago, I did a little bit of additional research. First of all, Hilo Medical Center Foundation has not only paid the initial $18,700 cost for Pulse Point, and they were able to do that because they found a very generous donor to cover that cost, but Hilo Medical Center has also committed to raising the $8,000 annual fee to cover future use of Pulse Point, at least for the next couple of years. So a huge mahalo to Hilo Medical Center Foundation. I also had the nice opportunity to talk at length with Shannon Smith, who's the Vice President of Communications for the parent organization Pulse Point, and you may go to their website at pulsepoint.org. They have a lot of statistics on their website, and one thing I confirmed with Shannon is This is an application that's being used in 3,800 communities around this country, and that's pretty impressive. Mike Lamb and I did not really talk about the origin of Pulse Point, but here it is. A fire chief in the San Ramon Valley in the Danville area in Northern California was out for lunch, and suddenly fire trucks rolled up to get to a cardiac arrest victim right next door to where the fire chief was having lunch. Well, the fire chief obviously knows CPR, and he had an AED in his car, but he had no way to know of this emergency. So that's where the idea originated about 10 years ago. And since then, according to statistics on the PulsePoint.org website, there's been more than 100,000 opportunities for people to give citizen CPR, as Mike Lamb has described. And there's some really super emotional, in some cases, case studies people saved included a five-week-old baby in Spokane, a 60-year-old Sunnyvale, California man who'd been playing soccer, and a 42-year-old congressional aide in Corona, California, and the U.S. congressman for whom this guy worked actually gave a tribute on the floor of the United States Congress. In Honolulu just last May, a former ocean safety officer helped save an Oahu man who went into cardiac arrest while dining in Waikiki. So Pulse Point is a a serious thing. It's a nice opportunity for us as citizens to help our fellow persons, our fellow man, and 
You can get it by just going on your cell phone to the App Store and look for Pulse Point. And there's more information online at pulsepoint.org. Thank you so much for listening to this. My name is Sherry Bracken. This is Island Conversations. You may hear Island Conversations on the radio on the Big Island of Hawaii on Sundays, 6.30 a.m. on KWXX, 7 a.m. on B97, B93, and then the following Fridays on KPUA 670 AM in Hilo. You may subscribe to the podcast of Island Conversations by going through your phone to wherever you get podcasts. Just look for Island Conversations with Sherry Brack and this should pop up. Or the podcasts are always available at kwxx.com and at b97hawaii.com. Until the next Island Conversation, please, let's all live and drive with aloha. Ahoi ho. Thank you for listening to Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, available anytime at kwxx.com. We welcome your feedback and suggestions at info at kwxx.com. Join us next week for another Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, brought to you by KTA Superstores, where you're someone special every day since 1916.